This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Episode 1,943 of the number one podcast and Apple podcast for Job Search. This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. Again, I'm bringing back a show from Job Search Radio, and I decided not to edit the beginning because I just want you to crack up when you hear the opening to the show, because I think you will. So no edits to it. This is the way it was, and it's a, a show about finding a job with nonprofits. And my guest, Tony Martinetti of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Tony's still going. He's got a podcast now with over 500 episodes. He does great work, and uh, I thought he would be a good guest. And I recorded this when Job Search Radio was maybe episode 52. It eventually got to over 800 at the time I closed it in 2019. But the content is good. Hope you find it helpful, and let's get going. Are you looking for a new job or interested in leveling up? Job Search Radio is your go-to resource for insider tips on job hunting and growing your career. Here's your host, Jeff Altman. Hi, this is Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter, and I'm your host for Job Search Radio. You know, when we think about business these days, um, Facebook, Google, Snapchat, whoever it is, these are firms that are making a huge difference in the world. And there's another category of firms that's also doing that, firms in the nonprofit space, whether it's firms like United Way, Catholic Charities, um, Salvation Army, Teach for America, or on the other extreme, organizations like the Mankind Project, an international men's organization that tries to support men living lives of mission and purpose. All are organizations that have a commitment to, to helping the world be a better place. Now, my guest on this show is Tony Martinetti of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, uh, who's going to be helping us understand how to find work in the nonprofit space, the things to do, the things not to do, uh, a whole host of stuff. Tony, welcome. Welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, in your thinking, why does someone who's making a lot of money or isn't, why someone uh, in general would want to go to work for a nonprofit? They decided that they want to give back. Uh, often people feel that they're, whatever their work is, they're just not contributing to the greater good. 
um, like you said, could be making a lot of money, maybe not making a lot of money, but you just don't feel satisfied. You know that there's agencies, nonprofits doing great work in poverty alleviation, feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, protecting the environment, uh, advocating for those who are often marginalized, uh, protecting animals, you know, and there are lots of other charitable missions. They just, people recognize that there's something lacking in their life and they want greater fulfillment and they want to find that fulfillment by giving back to society. It's really terrific. And I suspect there's a cost for people to, to be doing this kind of work different than what they might be used to in the private sector. Do you have a sense of what the salary differential might be between uh, public and uh, between uh, for-profit and non-profit? Yeah, that would be difficult to, you know, to generalize because there's so many different positions and therefore so, such a wide range of salaries in nonprofits. Uh, you know, I mean, there are CEOs of nonprofits who earn in the millions, um, and there are uh, people in in uh, corporate earning a lot less than millions. So. Uh, I, I do think, that, you know, generally, you would expect nonprofit salaries to be lower for the exact same kind of work. You know, if you were moving from IT corporate to IT nonprofit, you'd expect the, the salary would be somewhat lower. And I, I'm really hesitant to put a percentage on it. Uh, but you would expect a more uh, fulfilling quality of life. Um, I think you would expect that your hours would be more reasonable, um, and you would, of course, as I said, have that feature of giving back to society and whatever the, the charitable mission is. And, and I agree with you. Uh, in the instances where I've done recruiting in the nonprofit space, uh, there's always been a little bit less. Uh, sometimes the benefits are designed to make up for it. Uh, sometimes it's just you know, you're doing something that's consistent with your personal mission and your personal ethics. Um, that makes and, and that part, jobs. yeah, and that and that that personal satisfaction, to me, that's unquantifiable. So whatever the difference in salary is, it's going to be smaller than your um, the, the 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 gain that you get by doing work that is helping the world. So for the person who's a rookie trying to break into the job market uh, and is thinking about going to work for a nonprofit, uh, where do they start? And, and then we're going to go to some of the more experienced people as well. So where does a rookie start off with, a beginner, a, a recent grad, or someone with a couple of years of, of professional experience start? Um, I would say that they're – well, let's start with if they were in – when they were in college – Perhaps there were courses in nonprofit management. Um, a lot of universities do offer those, so that would be a possibility if someone can uh, is for people who are maybe still in college. Uh, but for your question, you know, recent grads start showing your interest in the fields that interest you. So if you want to work in let's say, poverty alleviation in sub-Saharan Africa. Find nonprofits that are doing that kind of work and start volunteering. Volunteering can be a very good way to show that you're interested in uh, 
a region of the world or a particular niche of nonprofits, a particular charitable mission, like all those that I named before, and there's hundreds of others. Um, so find what your real interest is, and I believe that uh, volunteering for an agency or agencies that are doing that kind of work can be really valuable. You might start stuffing envelopes, and but hopefully a few months into your volunteering, you're going to be moving out of the envelope and the mailing room and doing something that uh, requires a little more responsibility. And if I would say if an agency is not moving you up in, in volunteer opportunities, then you know maybe it's time to look for someplace else. There's always another agency. Yeah, there are many. So I hear you talking about volunteering as being the gateway. Uh, so you may have a day job, you may have a volunteer situation that you become involved with, um, and that's really your starting place. Uh, how does someone transition from doing the volunteering into maybe a paid opportunity? Well, then I think you're um, using traditional job search methods. Um, LinkedIn is critical. Uh, what does your personal profile look like? Does it talk about the volunteer opportunities that you've taken advantage of? Um, and there's a way of doing that on LinkedIn in your personal profile. Um, you have to click around. Now, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but there, I think it's in the Interests tab. I'm not positive, but I think that's where it is. There's a place in your personal profile where you can list organizations that you've volunteered for. Um, and by the way, you can also use LinkedIn to express your interest in volunteering in that, in that same tab. So when you're back to your first question, you know, when looking for volunteer opportunities, LinkedIn can be valuable. But then searching for the paid job, um, as, I, as I was saying, I think traditional methods are, are appropriate in the nonprofit sector. So LinkedIn, uh, are you blogging? Are, are you uh, demonstrating that you have interest and expertise um, through blogging or you know, maybe microblogging on Tumblr? Um, are you tweeting about your interest areas? I mean, these are all things that um, potential employers are looking at, and you, probably, you know more about that than I do because you're in the job search field. But um, I would say you want to be um, ensuring that your profiles, your social media profiles, are demonstrating your interest in the nonprofit work that you're pursuing, even though you're in a corporate job for the time being. Yeah, I agree with you, Tony, because one of the things people can do really easily is establish a presence within their area of interest by using, and you're my first guest in, in my year of doing this show that's ever spoken about Tumblr. I happen to love Tumblr. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of people do, yes. Uh, Tumblr is a great site. It's an easy way to start setting up a, a social media presence that has some texture to it. Yeah, you could do a WordPress blog uh, or a blogger blog or something like that. But whatever it is, it's good to start writing about the kind of experiences you have, the kind of things that interest you. Um, and I always remind my audience, you know, careful with the language, careful with the profanity. You know, remember, someone's going to read this later on who doesn't know you, or you're hoping that someone who doesn't know you is going to be reading this. Never post anything you wouldn't want your grandmother to read. Great way of thinking of it. Now, you know, Jeff, I'm going to, I'm, I, I apologize. I'm going to turn the tables a little bit. Uh, just, I think you should say a little more about Tumblr, because I, I'm not active on Tumblr, but I know a lot of people are. And I know it can be really valuable. I just I put my time elsewhere. But 
I also know there are a lot of people who are not that familiar with Tumblr. So can you can you uh, help us out? Sure. Tumblr is a site that's kind of like Blogger in terms of it being a relatively simple um, environment for blogging. Um, what I like about Tumblr uh, a little bit more than Blogger is the graphical components. You can really do some extreme uh, imaging in the course of the uh, of what you put there. Firm is owned by uh, by Yahoo now, I believe. Uh, it was bought. Uh, about two years ago, uh, it's a very cool, very attractive, smart way of creating uh, an online presence. And, and certainly more hip than a place like Blogger tends to be. Mm-hmm. Blogger is really, you know, it's plain and cut and dry and frankly ugly okay. <laughs> for, for most of the blogs. there. And Tumblr, yeah. by comparison, is real cool. And, and for those of you who are less experienced, a.k.a. younger, um, it, it's a good place for you to be. And it's spelled without the E. It's T-U-M-B-L-R. Dot com, yes. Tumblr.com, right, yeah. Sorry sorry to do that to you, but you you know more about it than I do. It's quite all right. And I know there are a lot of people who don't know about it, so now now that's uh, they we've acquainted them with it. Uh, there you go, being a host again. I know, I'm sorry. It's your show. It's definitely your show. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a need. I, I, didn't want to, I don't want to leave your listeners flat, though. It's quite all right. Um, So we've been talking about the relatively inexperienced person. When we come back from the Job Search Insider tip, we're going to go into the more experienced person. So, folks, this is where I do my Job Search Insider tip for the show and give you some information that I think think will help you with your job search. Okay. So So if if people haven't been paying attention to me so far, start paying attention to Jeff. He's got some good advice. Here it comes. (laughs) Thank you. So the insider tip for this show is about asking for help, which I know, at least in the United States, is a really difficult thing for many people to do. One of the things you need to develop the habit of doing is asking for help, letting people know that you could use some help. Now, I'm not talking about begging here. Uh, I'm not talking about, please give me a job, or anything nonsensical like that. Uh, it can be something as simple as, you know, you go online or, and see a job that you're interested in. Uh, you hear about something from a networking meeting and reaching out to your friends and family and, and professional acquaintances and, and associates as well and trying to ask them for some advice and help that will help you get entree to that firm. Again, the best way to find a job isn't answering an ad on a job board. That's one of the ways. But the best way, statistically, the most effective way of finding a position is by a personal recommendation. So start developing the habit. Start transcending your own self-imposed restrictions to keep you from asking for help. There's no shame or bad thing in saying, would you happen to know someone who? Could could you give me a hand here? I'm trying to learn a little bit more about such and such. Uh, Do you know anyone you might be able to point me to? And don't just look for the obvious contacts. Look for some of the unobvious ones. As if you listen to some of my earlier shows, uh, you'll hear about barbers uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, who provide entrees to the C-suite at some of the large banks uh, in Charlotte. Uh, there are lots of different people that you could be asking for advice. So that's my tip for this show. Let's come back to Tony Martinetti and pick up where we left off.
Jeff, which would you was, mind? Would you mind if I give you an example of exactly what you just recommended? By Please. all means, folks would love it. I had someone on my show. His name is uh, Eric Saperston, and he spent uh, a year in a VW microbus going around the country asking very famous, prominent people to have a cup of coffee with him. And they included uh, Jimmy Carter, Don Rickles, um, other people whose uh, A-list type names. And most of the people uh, agreed. And it became a Disney film. And he was asking them what makes them so successful. And one of the questions I asked him when he was on my show was, what is the you know, sort of this, the, the common thread that you heard about being successful. And I can't quote him exactly, but very close. He said, one's likelihood of success is in direct proportion to their ability to ask for help. Beautiful. We, we just can't do it alone. We're, nobody's an expert in everything. And all the things you just, you just said, I just, I just want to amplify it. Thank you. So let's get back to talking about the more senior professional and how they start making that transition. Is it again by volunteering or do they volunteering just go is, directly in? Yep, volunteering is also valuable for them. Um, but if you want to go a little further, there are uh, conferences. I would recommend going to nonprofit conferences, learning about the sector. Uh, if, you can, if you're lucky enough to find a conference that's devoted to the charitable mission that you're interested in, that's outstanding. But if not, go to a general conference. It might be, maybe it's an, or, uh, uh, an association of uh, nonprofits in a state or in uh, uh, some other region, like maybe it's, uh, you know, Northern California or something like that where the state is so big. Um, Excuse me for interrupting, but even in a yeah. general conference, wouldn't they have uh, breakout groups or, or subgroups that might deal with some of the things that might interest the person? They might, yeah. You, you have to, you know, you got to do your research. Yes, they might. Um, and, and, and I'm suggesting it for two reasons, Jeff. One is demonstrating your interest in nonprofits because you're going to put this, the fact that you attended the conference um, on your resume, and you may even include it in a cover letter. I'm not sure about, you know, you, you know the expert, you have the expertise there, what deserves, what deserves to be in a cover letter versus a resume, but I'd say at least it goes in the resume as the couple of conferences you've attended, but also networking opportunities, asking for help. You're going to have breakout sessions, you're going to have free time, you're going to be sitting next to somebody for five minutes before a session starts, right after it ends, and all the things that I'm sure you've talked about on your show, I'm sure you've, you know, lots of tips and strategies you've shared about networking, but, you know, I like to talk to people. So there's nobody who's going to not shake your hand when you extend it and, uh, and introduce yourself. So I like it for the, 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 uh, the credibility, sort of, that you're trying to create in, in nonprofits and showing your interest in that community, and then also the networking opportunities in conferences. And I just want to make sure we, one detail is covered. It can go onto your LinkedIn profile as well. Um, there's got to be a way to put that in. I'll figure it out and try and put it in the show notes for everyone. So um, attend conferences is one thing that you spoke about. Um, yep. And um, learning about the sector. So I presume the sector is the area of interest in the nonprofit world that you want to be involved with. Um, 
yeah, it could be either that or just the, the sector generally. You know, maybe uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a conference on just nonprofit management, and it's not it's not devoted to a particular type of charitable mission, whether it's you know going broader now, education or religion or healthcare. Uh, it could just maybe it's just nonprofit management or nonprofit fundraising, and you know, and it would apply across all the charitable missions. So, yeah, I, I sort of use sector interchangeably to mean a narrow, you know, a, a specific type of mission and work, or the the nonprofit sector or community generally. And thus, now to approach an organization. Um, once you've done your research, once you've started the network, uh, are you suggesting informational interviews uh, to try and get yourself in front of people at their offices? Obviously, at the conference, you're exchanging business cards and trying to develop a personal relationship uh, that might extend over time. But how does someone do the break-in to that, uh, to the two organizations? Well, I think – Informational interviews are outstanding, yes, and that's part of the value of networking um, at conferences and, and elsewhere. I mean, you know, if you're looking to make a move into the nonprofit sector, um, tell your corporate friends because, you know, they're not one-dimensional. They have friends and relatives perhaps who work in nonprofits, and they can be sources. So don't think, you know, the, the world is not – um, black or white and divided and everybody's corporate and that's the, they only know people in the for-profit sector and everybody's non-profit and they only know people on the non-profit side. So I think if you're trying to make this kind of move that we're talking about, tell all your friends, irrespective of where they work, who they work for, how they make their living. Tell them all what your interest is and, and going back to your tip, you know, ask for help. Um, I also like uh, courses. There are a lot of colleges and universities that have courses and they may or may not lead to a certificate program but you don't have to necessarily complete the certificate requirements but just taking some college courses in nonprofit management um, fundraising uh, maybe some of the legal aspects that's another way of showing your interest in making this transition and one of the fun things to do if you're taking a course Network with the faculty. Yeah, the professor. That's right. Because you know, if you're uh, attending a night class, for example, that's an adjunct. They've got a day job. This is just something that they're doing on the side. And as a result, these are people who are working in the field, have relationships as well. They're an ideal person to network. Cross that threshold and start talking uh, before class or after class. Uh, with the faculty member and make sure they have a card for you and get theirs as well. Because after the class is over, you want to be able to connect with them. If not during the class, you can connect with them on LinkedIn so you don't lose the contact. There's another networking opportunity I, I want to make explicit. That is people who are themselves volunteering at nonprofits. We talked about volunteering as a way to get in, but if you know people, and this is another reason you, you you tell all your friends and relatives about your interest because you don't know who they know. You don't know what their networks are. But you're interested also in talking to people who are volunteering for nonprofits because those people could be sources of information. And also, they're inside a nonprofit a, a couple days a week or whatever, several hours a week. Maybe they can set up an informational interview for you at the nonprofit where they're volunteering. So it's not only employees of nonprofits that we're looking for. Gotcha. I know there are job boards. No, there are job boards that focus on the nonprofit space. I know some of the big 
major boards like Monster and Career Builder will have ads for nonprofits for different positions. Now, the one job board I know specifically targeted toward nonprofit is Idealist.org. Are there others that someone could look at for jobs just to get a sense of the kind of qualifications that a firm looks for in their area? My first recommendation also would have been Idealist. Um, beyond that, uh, a lot of uh, state um, associations of nonprofits will ho host uh, job listings on their sites, and also a lot of um, this is uh, an insider organization, but if you're going to make this transition, you're going to become familiar with it because fundraising is so critical to nonprofit work. It's essential. It's the Association of Fundraising Professionals, AFP, Association of Fundraising Professionals. There's an organization in every state. Some states have multiple organizations when it's a big state. Um, look to those state sites also for job listings. What sort of jobs are available uh, in nonprofit? Oh, my gosh. Um, everything from no, so, so I want to concede. Yes, there are administrative jobs, there are IT jobs, there sure. are accounting jobs. Okay. But but specific to nonprofit, what sort of jobs are available? Well, then specific would be the program work. If you actually, rather than being in administration, if you want to actually be doing the hands-on work, the, when I say the program, whatever whatever that charitable mission is, there's someone actually feeding the, those who are hungry and going out and doing outreach in the streets to those who are homeless and actually going into the oceans and pulling water samples and tagging different species of, of mammals and fish. Um, if, it's, um, if it's religious work, then they may be traveling to share the, the, the perspective of the, of the organization uh, or maybe working locally. But whatever the mission is, there are people actually doing that work, that program work. And the, all that work would be unique to nonprofits. Um, I was talking about you know, poverty alleviation and working with refugees. Maybe the, uh, maybe the organization is working with the poor. It's a U.S.-based organization, but the, working with the poor in uh, India or China or Thailand. So there may be travel there. Some the program people are traveling to all those destinations and actually doing the hands-on work. That would all be unique to nonprofits. Sweet. So the, the applying for a job process, uh, I've got to assume that it's, it's the same as I might recommend for the, uh, you know, the for-profit space. Ideally, you network your way in uh, rather than apply for a job through the front door, the front door meaning human resources. Most people probably wouldn't have initially the skills that might be appropriate for the firm, so you try and work on relationships with people uh, within the organization to, to try and get entree. Am I right about that, or am I just off base? No, absolutely. I, I, I can't say it any better. I agree completely. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> am I difficult? Am I generally difficult? I don't think I'm difficult, am I? You've been a wonderful. That was an easy one. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> Fishing for a compliment. Ah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I guess I am. That's true. Yeah. No. I, I just I agree with you. You you said it perfectly. Yep. So, what else do we need to tell people about in terms of finding work in the nonprofit space? If you wanted to go even further than the things that uh, we've talked about so far, there are degrees. 
four-year degrees in nonprofit management and and generally, and they'll cover all the things that we've been talking about in a lot more detail. You know, fundraising would be many courses. Um, tax issues would be many courses. There would be accounting nonprofits of special accounting rules. Um, there is a lot of government regulation, not surprisingly, because the, the IRS allows charitable deductions, but only to certain types of organizations. And how do you how do you get that kind of certification? And how do you keep it once you have it? All the requirements. Excuse me for interrupting. So, you no. mentioned accounting and tax. Uh, I think, for example, for people who might be working for one of the the accounting firms uh, to try and work their way into a nonprofit part of the practice so that you can start working with those kind of clients so that makes you marketable to those kind of firms. Absolutely. And, and I would say that that would uh, also be a good case for uh, volunteering. You have that expertise in accounting uh, on the corporate side, start offering that expertise um, on, the, on the nonprofit side. Is there a way to develop fundraising expertise, uh, you know, outside of working for a nonprofit? Well, all the you know the ways we talked about um, go to conferences. There are lots of fundraising conferences. That organization I mentioned, the Association of Fundraising Professionals, all those statewide organizations, and the the, uh, the national AFP host conferences. So there's probably 70 conferences a year, maybe even more. There may be even more AFP chapters. Uh, devoted to fundraising. You can learn a lot by going to those. And then all the different niches of fundraising, whether it's raising money from corporate foundations or private foundations or how to raise money from individuals, which are critical. Individual fundraising is critical. Um, event fundraising. Um, now, you know, crowdsourcing is very popular. There's a lot of courses devoted to that. Sites like Kickstarter, for instance, and uh, Deposit a Gift. So what's the best strategies around crowdsourcing? Those are, these are all different areas of fundraising, and you'll find conference courses on, on all of them. So that's a very good way. Uh, the volunteering is very good, and the college courses. There are a lot of colleges uh, where they offer these programs, and they would definitely have courses on fundraising because it's critical to the nonprofit sector. You can't survive if you're not fundraising. They don't have shareholders, and they're not selling selling um, equity in the in the organization they have to fundraise so let me ask you this what groups are there on LinkedIn that come to mind uh, that relate to the nonprofit sector um, none off the top of my head but you could look at my profile and you'll find a lot of them I would also search for again Association of fundraising professionals um, I would also look for the Association of Healthcare Professionals, if your interest is in health-related um, cause, then AHP, the Association of Healthcare Professionals, I'm, I'm certain they have a LinkedIn group. I may even be a member of it, and I'm not certain uh, if I am, but that they definitely have a LinkedIn group. Um, so folks, he's, he's telling you to go to his profile to look uh, for groups he's a part of. Yes, and there's lots of fundraising LinkedIn groups that I'm a member of, yes. And, and here's the fun one I just want to, uh, uh, to make sure everyone's aware of. Uh, so there's an institution, and I'm just going to use Teach for America as an example. So you look at the Teach for America LinkedIn page. Along the right-hand column, there's going to be a number of employees who work for Teach for America. 
you click on one of them. You start to notice what they do professionally and look for things that relate to what your area of interest is and then see the groups that they're a part of. That becomes a way that you can identify groups on LinkedIn that relate to your area of expertise so that in this way you join a group, preferably larger groups because that expands your reach on LinkedIn for networking purposes, and start asking questions. Uh, because again, you're not the expert here, you're the student who wants to learn and from asking great questions, and here it comes again, asking for help. Uh, you have an opportunity to create positive impressions with people. So as we come up on the end of our time with one another, Tony, uh, is there one last piece of advice you want to uh, give my listeners? Uh, am I cheating if I say don't be afraid to ask for help? <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, okay. Um, if we're going to go beyond, because that is critical. You know, spread the word. Don't, don't be ashamed that you want to make a change. Don't fear asking everybody, uh, sharing with everybody what you're looking for and, and asking politely for help. Okay, but we're supposed to go beyond that. Um, I would say that you should... If you're really unhappy in the work that you're doing, think seriously about moving over to the, to the nonprofit sector because it is enormously rewarding. There are million organizations roughly in the U.S. doing very, very valuable, critical work that the government can't do and individuals can't do. But when individuals get together and form a charity, great, great things can happen. Amen, brother. Tony, how can people reach you to find out more about your show and the other things you do? The show is Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, and it's on iTunes. If you go to nonprofitradio.net, that will take you to my iTunes page. And you can also get information about me and the show at TonyMartinetti.com. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at TheBigGameHunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash TheBigGameHunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. 
And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.